You are listening to ReachMD, the channel for medical professionals. Handheld ultrasound machines have made their impact on the landscape of medicine, but how have they affected specific fields? Welcome to the Business of Medicine. I'm your host, Dr. Larry Kaskill. Joining me today is David Levesque, Vice President of Global Learning at Sonosite Inc., the world leader in hand-carried ultrasound. Dave has been in the medical imaging field for close to 30 years. David, welcome to the show. Larry, thanks for having me. David, can you give our listeners just a brief background on how you came up with handheld ultrasound? I'd love to. We like to think of our company as a young company with a very long history. It really all started back in 1981 at Advanced Technology Laboratories when we began to research the concept of digital beamforming. In 88, uh, ATL introduced the first all-digital system, and in 91, innovated digital beamforming to the utilization of application-specific integrated circuits, or ASIC chips. That led to a conversation with DARPA, the Defense Department, in 95, where ATL was awarded a grant to create the first hand-carried ultrasound unit to be used by the military in the field of battle. What kind of things were they doing with that machine in battle? They were looking for uh, foreign objects. They were also looking for uh, free-flowing fluid, Mm-hmm. In, in the abdomen, sure. in blunt abdominal trauma, and they were looking at, you know, quick assessment of uh, cardiac status and other life-threatening situations right there in the, in the battlefield. It's so a great way could, to triage. Absolutely. They could have used that uh, in MASH. It would have been nice to have them running out there and having radar going up and doing ultrasounds on everybody. Absolutely. Let's dig into how it's being used today, 2007. I'm an internist, so I'd like to start with how... It would benefit me in my practice. I believe in full disclosure, so I will tell the audience that I have purchased a Micromax Sonosite unit about six months ago, and I perform IMT scores in my office and do full carotids looking for the presence of atherosclerosis or plaque or the beginnings of disease. It's working out great for me. I'm very happy with it. Patients like it. It's uh, easy to use, and I sound like I'm a salesman for the company, so I'm going to I'm going to go back to you. What else can I be using it for in my office? Well, uh, another great application in your particular clinical setting would be to begin to evaluate high-risk patients for AAA. We know that, you know, certain a percentage of the population over a certain age with certain histories are subject to developing aortic aneurysms. We also understand the incredible complications that occur when an aortic aneurysm bursts. Sure. So Medicare has seen fit to, you know, provide reimbursement for this screening for patients of a certain age. Let me jump in there, David. We have thought about doing that. I'm curious if we as the physician can interpret those images because right now when I do carotid studies, I have the radiologist overview and overread that study because I am not a radiologist. But when it comes to the the aorta, it seems pretty simple that, listen, it's either 3 centimeters, 4 centimeters, 5 centimeters. Do I need the overread? Well, you know, I, I think that uh, that question is really beyond my capability okay. it's to a legal, address. It's a legal issue. Yeah. We'll, we'll, leave, we'll leave that for another show. <laughs> but so another great capability of Sonosite to, to look at aortas, and we should be screening people for this because it's, it's silent until it's deadly. Yeah, and I think someone in your setting could certainly appreciate a change in the diameter of an aorta and then seek 
others to do a more thorough examination if, in fact, you believe that that patient is developing an aneurysm. You said that Medicare is covering it. What, what age are they starting that for? I believe the coverage is for men, and I'm sorry to say it's gender-specific, over the age, I believe, of 65, if I'm not mistaken. And what about private private payers? Do you know if they have a policy? Are reimbursing for it? I don't know that for a fact. I think that really depends on the state. But as you well know, private payers typically go the way of Medicare. Medicare. Right. Are there any other applications I can be using in my office besides looking at carotids, looking at aortas? Obviously, I can be doing echocardiography if I so chose. Absolutely. How does the Sonosite compare to, again, one of these bigger machines doing echo studies? Well, today, uh, with the Sonosite system, you can do a full resting echocardiogram, either transthoracically or using a transesophageal probe, although that wouldn't be probably appropriate in the office setting. But the system has the capability to run that very complicated transducer. What we're not capable of doing today is doing embedded stress echo testing. So that would require uh, a slightly more expensive, more uh, complicated office setting uh, setup with a treadmill or or whatever you were going to use to exercise the heart. Now, can you use the Micromax if you have all the additional equipment? You can get an offline stress echo capability that is utilized with the Micromax. Yes, you can do that. All right, let's move into the anesthesiologist's world. Tell me some of the indications that you're seeing the Sonosite or any of your machines being used for by anesthesiologists. Anesthesiology has been a huge growth area for us over the last couple of years. There's basically two areas that interest anesthesiologists, CVC line placement, pick lines that are put in by anesthesiologists in the pre-op setting is one area. The other area is peripheral nerve blocks. So doing orthopedic procedures under a regional anesthetic versus a systemic opiate has proven to be extremely beneficial to the patient as well as to the physicians. Pain management is a huge issue. Things like shoulder surgery or knee surgery that can be very painful postoperatively can be managed much more effectively with regional anesthesia than with uh, systemic anesthesia, which causes nausea and oftentimes makes it impossible for the patient to manage their pain postoperatively. Since this is the Business of Medicine show, uh, physicians are always looking for ancillary ways to increase their income. When they use your ultrasound, are they able to bill for that. Does it change the procedure or are they just doing it to be safer? Or is there a code that they may get reimbursed with? There are codes for this. And in addition, some of the centers around the country, not many yet, but some centers around the country are actually finding that they don't need to use peripheral nerve stimulation as much or at all. And so there's some ancillary cost savings involved with not having to use nerve stimulating needles. Mm -hmm. So they're saving the institution money as well as having the ability to bill for the uh, ultrasound use. David, can we move into another specialty area? How is the handheld ultrasound being used in emergency rooms currently? Emergency rooms are really where Sonosite really began to get traction in the market. And it all started with emergency room physicians coming to us and saying, you know, we have an interest in utilizing ultrasound in our setting. And we don't need these big giant carts that are hard to move around. We need something that's easy to move around and easy to use because we're not ultrasound experts, but we know what we're looking for. So that really gave us tremendous traction as a company. Some of the areas where uh, emergency room physicians are using ultrasound today, again, line placement is a big opportunity there. 
The FAST exam that's focused abdominal sonography and trauma is a very important application in the emergency room. Any patient that comes in with blunt abdominal trauma from a motor vehicle accident who they suspect might have blood in the abdomen, Morrison's pouch or in the pelvis or cardiac tamponade, they can, with four quick views, can assess all those major areas and then make a determination as to whether that patient should go to CT mm-hmm. or whether that patient go, should go straight to surgery. Have any studies ever been done comparing the use of Sonocyte in the ER versus just regular physician's assessments? There are multiple studies in this area, and uh, these studies tell a very compelling story about the reduction in the time to treatment, not only in blunt abdominal trauma, but also in ruling in ectopic pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Another area is in AAA. Patient comes in with abdominal or back pain, middle of the night. The time to treatment is greatly reduced when ultrasound is available in a trained physician's hands in the emergency room. What areas are you most frustrated that doctors are not seeing the beauty of your machine and not embracing it fully that, that really keeps you up at night? We constantly hear from physicians that our product has this tremendous capability in in many different clinical areas. But as you well know, you know, there are always early adopters and then there are late adopters. Even in the face of a lot of the literature, even in the face of a lot of the academic centers who are now teaching ultrasound as part of their residency programs and some of these specialties, we still hear from physicians every day that we don't need this, or this is just going to slow me down, or why why should I bother? You know, so change is always difficult. You right. know, it's it was especially with egomaniacal physicians that think they know everything. It's okay, you can say that. <laughs> I'll let you say that. <laughs> I said it. <laughs> David, can you tell me where the listening audience can go to learn more about your products? Absolutely. Uh, please visit our website www.sonosite.com. We have a lot of great information on the website. You can, uh, you can listen to podcasts from physicians from different specialties. We also have a tremendous uh, capability of giving physicians learning tools in a very dynamic fashion. We've actually contracted with a group of physicians who produce these video refresher modules that can be downloaded to a computer, to an iPod, to a smartphone. Uh, you can actually review these procedures Using, with the use of our product in various clinical settings, and I think they're very helpful and very dynamic. Well, I'd like to thank our guest, David Levesque from Sonosite, for coming on the show today. I'm Dr. Larry Caskell, and you've been listening to The Business of Medicine on ReachMD, the channel for medical professionals. For comments and questions, please send your email to xm at reachmd.com, and thanks for listening.